I might have to be honest and say, wow, that stings. But I want, I always say, I want you to know that probably stings because there's a kernel of truth in it. And when something stings, it means it's hitting me because you're probably right. <laughs> um, but then I also leave room for things like, could I have some time to process this and then I'll get back to you with my thoughts on how I could do better. Or I might be really honest that, you know, I'm going to need a day or two. And they have been great about that because I set it up early. Like, Hey, sometimes something you say might be really true. It might be something I need to fix, but it might sting a little. And I just would love space for that. And what's great is they've seen me offer space for their feelings over the years. So they're more than willing and gracious to offer that back to me, but we've set the tone for that because mommy needs a minute sometimes. <laughs> Welcome to Raising Adults, the groundbreaking parenting podcast that starts with the end in mind. We're your co-hosts, Dina Thayer and Kira Dorian. We created future-focused parenting to take families from surviving to thriving. So join us as we help you stop raising kids and start raising adults. Are you a working mom in the Seattle area? Are you feeling overwhelmed and overloaded? As working moms, we want it all. Career, home, family, friends, health, a nap. But actually having it all is a lot of work. More than any one person can handle on their own. That's why we're so excited about this brand new service founded by a working mom with four kids that's going to help moms conquer their never-ending to-do list so they can regain some joy and balance in their lives. How can it help? There are quite a few ways this service can help moms. First, it can help own and manage your schedule so your schedule doesn't own you. It can help with those pesky home maintenance to-dos that you keep putting off, stuff like researching local pros, compiling quotes, and comparing products. It can also help with keeping up with kids' needs as they grow, stuff like making sure they have clothes that fit, toys they love, and books they can't put down. It can help you put the focus on yourself, at least some of the time, finally making those self-care to-dos a priority and find a little more balance in the busyness. Even help with planning the fun stuff so it becomes less of a chore and more fun. Stuff like birthday parties, date nights, and weekend activities for the family. And they need Seattle moms like you to participate in their private beta for free to help inform the development. Are you interested? Go to yolabs.com slash beta. That's Y-O-L-A-B-S dot com slash beta, B-E-T-A. The service is normally $100 a month, but you can be among the first to try it out totally free. Only 25 spaces are left in the Seattle area, so hurry and sign up today. Hello, future-focused parents. Welcome to this episode of Raising Adults, and a special welcome if you're new and joining us in Season 5, or if you've heard about us on another podcast and popped over. We're so glad that you're with us. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to dive in in a moment and talk all about inviting feedback from our children and how that informs our parenting as we seek to be proactive and intentional. But first, I really owe you guys who've been following along this year a little update on my July resolution because it's the end of July and I never We're a little late. about it. Uh, yeah. So here's what I have been doing and I'm almost done with. But I did a more practical one this month that wasn't like some big behavior change. So I did something around my diet. And what that was is my daughter is vegan and she's been vegetarian for seven years. So I joined her this month in not eating meat. And then the other thing I did was all my dairy and eggs because I am not 
interested in being vegan, I can't live without cheese, um, (laughs) was responsibly sourced. So I actually did the research to find out where are, you know, there are chickens that have like out in the field laying their eggs naturally and have been treated well and pasture raised things and butter that's, you know, from grass fed cows that are humanely taken care of and things like that. So that was what I worked on. And it was really great. Like, I'm glad I did it. Will you please send me that list? Of course. And I I think it was also fun to just enter into Sienna's world a little bit because (laughs) you guys, now I might get hate mail. But if I'm being honest, I've always kind of viewed her as like, oh, it's so hard to feed Sienna. (laughs) And then once (laughs) she's home from college, I'm like, oh, this again, (laughs) you know, and and I've and I've done okay. You know, I always make sure, like I've said, there's at least a side dish that works for her or whatever. I haven't totally worked around her. And that's partly just my parenting philosophy. I am not a short order cook and I don't do that, but I've viewed it as I've been a little begrudging about it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I've been, it, it really altered my attitude toward wow. that to see it as like, no, this is really a beautiful choice. And it's not yeah. really that terrible. It's not that hard. Good for you for raising a, an adult who cares about that stuff. That's pretty fantastic. It was well, pretty cool to well enter done, into Sienna. Well done. Yeah, Sienna <laughs> inspires me to be better. Yeah, Hooray well for done, that. Mom. Well done, yeah. mom. Good for you. Yay. Yeah. So how are you over there? We're um, hopefully not far from maybe being in the same zone soon. I know. I feel like maybe even by an episode coming soon. Yes. I'm excited. Yes, I can't perhaps. wait. I yeah. can't wait. Although I, I think I wonder how the audio is going to be affected just because now we'll be sharing a mic again. Oh, so, yeah. So Allison... Allison, shout out to our amazing editor, Allison. She she might have her work cut out for her because she wasn't she editing when we were in the same room. <laughs> so right? That could be different. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. that's a great point. Yeah. All well, right. Well, this is a good one. We've talked good about one. it before, but we've never fleshed it out. So, yeah. you know, as always, let's start with our why. What is, what's your why for this piece of your parenting and inviting feedback? Well, I have two whys. Okay. Um, so the first one is that this is going to come as a shock, but I have never been a parent before. <laughs> and what? I know. It's it's madness. Um, and, I, and also, you know, I have two kids and they're different people and they're different to me. And so I really think that inviting feedback from them is just going to help me be a better parent to them. Mm-hmm. There's no shame in knowing that I'm going to get stuff wrong and that if I'm not asking and welcoming that and open to that, it's it's only going to harm our relationship. So not only is it important to me that that there's, you know, getting parented the way that they need, but then there's this beautiful side effect of hopefully creating a really beautiful relationship where they're mm. getting parented the way that they need and they feel seen and loved and, and heard by me. So that's the first prong. And then the second prong is I actually think it's really good modeling for them, not only as they become parents, but as they go out into the world to just never be afraid to ask for feedback, to never be afraid to hear something that you need to be doing differently or that maybe you need to examine that that there's no shame in that. I think we have such a shame-based culture around mm-hmm. hearing something that needs to be changed. We take it as like there's something wrong with us and we're terrible people and blah, blah, blah. And the more that I can model for them, like, I'm, you know, I say to them all the time, I'm just asking you to do something different. That's all. I need to be able to model that. They need to see that just like I sometimes ask them to do something different, that it's okay for them to ask me to do something different too. Yeah, that's, I love both of those. I have two as well. So my main why is that I really think it's important for 
kids to know that their voice matters in the home. And I think we're only about a generation removed from where it was kind of the children should be seen and not heard and their voice didn't matter literally and figuratively. There was no room for, hey, you know, it would work better for me if you did it this way. And and certainly there's times where we have to say, I'm, I can't, there can't be wiggle room on A, B, or C over here. But I think it's important for them to know that their voice matters and that it can impact change. Like, oh, sometimes yeah. when I speak up, things go differently and better for me. So I think that's applicable to other areas of life. So it's important for them to learn. But the second one is really about me. And we have, I think, I believe mentioned on an episode, just the importance of knowing yourself. And because I'm sensitive, particularly constructive, but sometimes even positive feedback, but particularly constructive feedback can be really hard for me. And I've found that I handle it better when I ask for it, because then I might say, well, that still stings, but you know what? I invited that instead Mm. of, oh, I got totally blindsided by that feedback that was harsh. You were like and mentally prepared to hear yes, something hard. Yeah, that exactly. So it creates a little buffer for me to cope with it better. Hmm. That makes a ton of sense, especially for a personality type like yours. That is yeah. so smart that you know yourself well enough to do that in a way that meets the need and meets your need. That's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's a great combo pack. It's a win-win. Mm-hmm. So how have you gone about this in your house? Well, there are two different things that I have done fairly consistently throughout the parenting journey thus far. Um, And I would say one started younger than the other, but I'm going to go backwards. So the thing I started when they were a little bit older, and I want to say they were like maybe six or seven when I started this, is every now and then I just check in. And it's kind of like you said, like when I'm in a space where I'm like, I could handle some negative (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> feedback mm-hmm. or, or wow, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm not feeling on top of my game right now or whatever. I, diff- different times trigger, it's triggers for different reasons, but I'll just, you know, over dinner, if we're having dinner or lunch, just the three of us or something, I'll just say, Hey, can I ask you guys to share some feedback with me? And I always ask them to share something they feel I'm doing well, partly because I need that, <laughs> but <laughs> also partly so that it doesn't become like a hate on mom situation, that it's really clear that I'm looking for overall feedback, both both positive and negative. And then if there's anything that they'd like me to do differently, that this would be a great time to share that with me. Like I'm open to hearing it. And I don't, I wouldn't say I do it a ton. I I probably do it like a couple times a year, but that's been really effective because sometimes they say something that really surprises me in a good way. Like, oh, that's such an easy fix. I had no idea that was going on for you. I'm so glad you told me. Like, absolutely. And sometimes they say something that's hard. Um, mm-hmm. But but more often than not, I think I'm surprised by just how easy it is to just tweak, make a small tweak to meet their need. Mm. Um, and then my second thing that I do is um, when I know something's gone really sideways or I can tell like, wow, that didn't go well, I will often check in with them and say, hey, I'm curious if you can let me know how you'd prefer I handle that next time? You know, is there something I can do differently? I could tell that really didn't work for you. I'm not quite sure what to do. That really worked for your sibling. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I can tell it didn't work for you. Like, is there anything that you need from me to do that differently? And with both of these things, sometimes I find that what they're asking of me isn't possible. And so I'm also careful to sort of say, you know, I'm going to think about that. I I don't know if I can do it exactly like that, but I'd like for us to keep talking to find a way that works. And sometimes it's an easy fix or it's not an easy fix, but I understand and and I'm 
happy to do what they're asking. So it kind of just depends on what the feedback is, if that makes Mm. sense. Yeah, no, that really makes sense. And I love that sometimes you come around after the fact and are like, I could tell that wasn't amazing. How do we do better? I mean, that's important that we don't just let those times go by. So kudos to you for that one. And I would say your first one is very similar model to what we do, where I just will periodically check in. And we used to do this in the car. So one way I did have to kind of tweak it is I would find that sometimes, especially in the the positive, the thing, you know, I would ask for, can you tell me something that you feel like is going well or that you appreciate about my parenting? And then maybe an area where you think I could grow is sometimes they would just say, oh yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) And so, so I started challenging them more with like, let's make sure your answers are different. And what that meant was over time, we weren't in the car together anyway, but what it meant was I either needed to sit them down separately so that that just couldn't happen. They couldn't just hear something and go, yeah, I'll piggyback onto that. Or I would give them the heads up. Hey, you know, I'm really interested in having a touch base about how things are going for you with me. And so if you would like to give that some thought, I'm going to follow up with you in a day or two, and then they could have a chance to come up with something and not just try to... Mm you know, horn in on somebody else's answer. Right. Like that one. I like that one too. Yeah. That one. I'll take it. So (laughs) otherwise totally similar, you know, I ask for something positive as well, just because I partly need that. And, and then I try to invite that constructive piece and they usually have pretty thoughtful things to say. And there's been a few standouts that still have impacted the way we interact. Like they were the ones who told me, I might have said this like years ago on the podcast that I was on my phone too much. Mm. And still, I have such a heightened awareness about that when I'm around them. And it's made me a better person when I'm around anybody. Mm-hmm. And I I just have been so appreciative for that. But that's just one example. But they they do really they really do pinpoint and kind of hold that mirror up to you sometimes in a way that's going to be, oh, wow, I didn't see that about myself. And maybe I didn't want to. But we, I think for me, especially, like I said, just being more tender of spirit, it's helpful if I've asked for the mirror to be held up. Then it's, it's a little less ouchy. So that part's very similar. The, the other thing that I do, and I think you may like this with your mental health background and emphasis on EI and all of that is I make sure that they know that there has to be room, even though I'm inviting the feedback that I really appreciate and need there to be room for how I feel about the feedback. So a couple ways that might look. One is I might have to be honest and say, wow, that stings. But I want, I always say, I want you to know that probably stings because there's a kernel of truth in it. And when something stings, it means it's hitting me because you're probably right. But then I also leave room for things like, could I have some time to process this and then I'll get back to you with my thoughts on how I could do better? Or I might be really honest that, you know, I'm going to need a day or two. And they have been great about that because I set it up early. Like, hey, sometimes something you say might be really true. It might be something I need to fix, but it might sting a little. And I just would love space for that. And what's great is they've seen me offer space for their feelings over the years. So they're more than willing and gracious to offer that back to me. But we've set the tone for that because mommy needs a minute sometimes. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. And I love that you've set that up in a way that takes care of your needs. But also back to that modeling piece is modeling for them. It's okay to have feelings about 
hard things. And the best way to do that is to take some space and not react in the moment, not shame the person who's brought you the hard thing. I mean, that's a that's a fantastic thing to teach our kids and to model for our kids. So kudos really to you, is. my friend. Oh, thanks. Prisma, a totally new way to go to school. Do your kids look forward to going to school? Do they complain about being bored in class? Prisma is an online alternative to traditional school for fourth to eighth graders. Prisma knows that most of today's kids will end up working jobs that don't even exist yet. So they focus on developing 21st century skills like creativity, critical thinking, and collaboration, rather than having kids memorize facts and take standardized tests. Prisma offers a flexible curriculum that adapts to every child's interest and learning speed, which means your child learns what they're curious about, is never left behind, and gets the attention they deserve from Prisma's expert coaches. Prisma is an innovative online school for 4th to 8th graders that gives them the flexibility to be their best selves while developing the skills they need for a successful future. Admissions for fall 2021 are now live and filling fast. Go to joinprisma.com to schedule a call or learn more. And I know you had a situation fairly recently where you got to kind of see the benefit of this up close and personally. So why don't you share that with yeah, our listeners? I might get teary because it was so special. Um, so I think I mentioned on the show before we have family night once a week, usually Friday nights, and we draw names for whoever's family night it is. And that person gets to pick the food that we eat and the movie that we watch or the activity that we do. And then over dinner, we go around the table and we do our, you know, high low of the day and are grateful. And then we all share something we love about the person whose family night it is. So the other night was my family night and we're going around the table and Rhea said, um, you know what I love about you, mom? You're always really open you're really open to hearing what you could be doing better and you always want to do better. Mm -hmm. And I really love that about you. And I was Aww. like, oh my goodness, it's working. Like that's so, like for her to have noticed it and seen it and want to comment on it. Oh, uh, it was just, just so special. The best. It was the yeah. best, especially like I feel like um, with Rhea in particular, you know, she and I sometimes we're mother daughter, like we're very much mother daughter. And um, <laughs> and that's something I think I've always worried about with her is like, I'm trying so hard to be the best mom to you that I can possibly be. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not always convinced like Reese is really good with feedback. You know, he'll be like, you're my love of my life, mom. And you're the best mommy. And, and Rhea's just a little more stoic. And so for her to say that was so enormous for me mm -hmm. to like, okay, she is seeing all that effort and that hard work. And she not only sees it, she values it and appreciates it enough to bring it up. Yes. Um, enough so. to comment on it. Yeah. Oh, that was really cool. That made, that's my, really that made my night. I got a little, I got a little teary at the table that night. It was really oh, great. I don't blame you. I mean, it's such, I think there's also just, I mean, just a compliment to Rhea, just the specificity of that kind of a compliment. Mm -hmm. I think it can be easy to kind of devolve into like, you're nice. <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. um, and and so that was so specific. And I, I don't know, that just, that was very articulate of her and very kind. I mean, and, and how special for you to hear like, yes, this thing I'm doing on purpose yeah. is being noticed. I mean, don't we all just want to be noticed? I yes. mean, in, in so many ways. So that's so special. I love that. 
Yeah. It's a great tradition, too. I would highly recommend it to everyone listening out there because there is something nice about just your family singing your praises for a night. <laughs> yes. You know, and 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 taking a moment to hear because sometimes I'm just surprised by not just my kids. Sometimes Dave says something or my dad says something that's just really kind. And you think, wow, mm. that's how you see me. That's so cool. And I know the kids feel that way, too, because at least the adults, we really try and and pick something different every time. Yeah, um, and the kids, the kids do a lot, too. So it's I don't know. I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's I, I mean, I, I feel like I've very much missed the boat on this. And I would like to like rewind <laughs> and because we did this, but only on birthdays. So whoever's birthday it was, we went around and said something we really appreciated about them. And I'm like, we could have been doing this weekly. I missed the bus. But, oh, but that's lovely that you did it like as they're growing and you yes. know, their day. I think yeah. that's so cool. And a lot of times it was really thoughtful feedback for that exact reason. It was like, here's a way I've seen you grow in the past year that yeah. I really appreciate. So yeah, it was special, but I, I really wish we'd upped the frequency. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it been like for you? I mean, especially since yours are practically grown. Well, one's grown and the other one's very tall. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, how, like, what do they, what do they think about that now? And, 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 you know, have you had the same kind of similar positive response that, that I got at the table the other day? Yes. Yes. Although not quite like that and not so early. I think they took longer to come to appreciate this piece, but, but I know they, they did, even if they didn't say it. And I think, there's kind of a couple positives that I've seen, and then they're not always spoken, but one is I think it's made them more receptive to feedback because of the modeling piece you mentioned. They've seen their mom take it and sometimes be honest if it's ouchy, but receive it, invite it, be willingly, a, you know, a willing participant in a mm-hmm. feedback session. And so I think that's helped them when I've maybe needed to give them some some feedback. Which is interesting because of last week's episode and what you were saying about part of what you're looking yes. for in that readiness Absolutely. for No Rules by 16 is are they able to receive feedback? So mm-hmm. that's really cool that you're seeing a link between those two things. Yes. And I think it might it, it probably was that we'd built this in throughout mm-hmm. that then I could see that readiness in different areas maybe sooner than I would have because yeah. we had this kind of a dynamic. So That's one piece. But the other thing that I love is that even when we know that there's something we need to give feedback about that isn't going to change, because that's the reality, peeps. (laughs) Sometimes you have to give feedback and it, it can't be changed. The response is still, we have set up an environment where it's okay to say, you know, I, I didn't love that. Mm -hmm. And why I'm speaking so slowly is I'm literally thinking as I say this so I can be careful. But but what I mean by that is sometimes, you know, there might be a personality trait about me that like they know, like this is just my mom mm-hmm. and it's not going to get fixed overnight or maybe ever, but that it can be okay to say, you know, I know that's just you, but it, it came out in that last conversation and I really didn't love that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they have the freedom to say that. And, and then so do I. You know what? As you're growing up, I'm noticing this. And I think it's about how you're wired. And I want to just honor that in you. But it came up in this way that hurt me or this happened. And I didn't love it. And I appreciate an environment where we can say, you know what? Even if I know my saying this isn't going to fix it, that it's okay to say, I didn't love that. 
And again, that's for me, that's about honoring the feelings. And why I'm being careful around this is I do think it's also important to not be pointing out things people can't do anything about. <laughs> like that that's not what I'm saying. In fact, we have a rule in our house, if it can't be fixed in 5 minutes, don't mention it. And so this is more for those deeper conversations. This isn't for the things that are off limits in our house. Like we don't talk about people's appearance unless it can be fixed. Like if I smell your feet, you can go change your socks real quick. Okay? That's allowed. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about somebody's hair if we're out and about and they're not anywhere near a mirror and they can't fix it and then they're going to feel self-conscious like that's just been a rule for us so I want that's why I was kind of thinking it through I want to make that distinction this isn't about those those little things or an appearance thing this isn't for that but the room to say I didn't love how this aspect came out or that hurt me when you said this to at least acknowledge that because I think it's made me a better person too, to be able to say, you know what? Oh, you're right. You know, that part of me can be really hard for the people I love. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that that was difficult for you. And I'm sorry for the way that landed. It doesn't mean I'm suddenly not going to be that person, but I can, I can own the part that hurts somebody. Does this make any sense? Oh yeah. Well, (laughs) and I think you've touched on something that is really important. Let's talk more about distinctions because I think there's a vocabulary piece here that's, that you're hitting on maybe without even realizing it. Because what I'm loving is what I'm hearing is I didn't love that instead of you did this or you made mm-hmm. me feel or you, 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 right? That that it's really about that person's experience. And I think especially with our littles as we're coaching them to also be teaching how do you give the feedback, right? And how are you asking as the parent? Because I also really want to encourage parents to be careful how you ask this question um, because of the message you could send. You don't want to say, what am I doing really well and what am I bad at? Or, mm-hmm. you know, what's bad? Like, don't couch it in good and bad. We're talking about what's going well and where are some areas I could grow or where mm-hmm. are some areas that I could serve you better, right? The, the way that we frame this is really important. And then when they're small, as they're giving the feedback, reminding them, you know, when you share this with me, it would be helpful if you share what's hard for you or how it makes you feel and and you don't accuse me of something or, you know, shame mm-hmm. me with your words. These two aspects are really important beyond just the conversation itself, but for what we want to teach our kids. Well said. What she said, everybody. <laughs> I picked that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, goodness. and this is, I mean, I love that you said that. You didn't even know this, but you segued into the quote I have. Oh, yeah. Because, because this one is more about the giver of the feedback. And we've kind of been talking about receiving it and inviting right. it. And I love that you said this also teaches them to give feedback well. So I don't know who this is. It's just initials. M O. M-O, Mo, I don't know, whoever you are. You are a manager of a Fortune 500 company, it says. <laughs> it's their but, M-O. Yeah, it's their M-O. But here's the quote, and, it, and it's, to, it's to your point. Feedback, when given well, should not alienate the receiver of the feedback, but should motivate them to perform better. Mm. And and that that's really it. Like when my kids land this beautifully, it actually just makes me want to rise into being a better mom. Yeah. It doesn't alienate me. So exactly. I mean, you said that beautifully. Yeah. Do you want to kind of encapsulate what we talked about today sure. into some takeaways for everybody? Yeah. So the crux of the matter, my friends, is that uh, first and foremost, Dina and I crossed over on 
sitting down and taking the time to actually invite the feedback, picking a time when you feel like you're ready to hear it and asking for it regularly, whatever that means to you. That might be once a year, twice a year. It might be once a month, whatever works for you. And when you have olders, even giving them a heads up, like, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you about this so that they have some time to think about it and be able to present it to you well. Uh, We talked about circling back if you feel like something hasn't gone well and being able to ask like, hey, how can I do that better? Um, and checking in with them. We talked about using good vocabulary, and especially from those younger years, like being really careful how you frame this and using it as an opportunity to teach our children how do you give feedback well. And there was one more, Dina, what was it? Well, also yours, beautiful, about following up if you've noticed that something maybe didn't go great and then using that as a catalyst for the Feedback and then leaving room for your feelings. As that you was the one it. I missed. Leaving room yeah. for your feelings, making sure that you're also modeling and taking care of yourself that, hey, that might sting and that's okay. It's okay to share something hard. I might just need a little bit of time, but that what you're modeling is I need the time, not you did something wrong. I'm going to need some time to think about that. And you're not lashing out or shutting it down, that you're taking the time that you need to be able to engage with it. And also letting them know that sometimes the stuff that stings is the stuff we need to hear the most. So they shouldn't be afraid of saying it. They just need to be aware that we're humans and human beings have feelings about these things. Humans. Humans. That is true. We are humans. Well, thank you. That was a very concise summary, Kira. Hey, look very at me Very much go. appreciate it. You are look amazing. Hey, and those of you who, well, even those of you who have been here from the start, but also to those of you who are new, we want to highlight that if you'd like a little bit higher level of involvement, and for those of you who are newer listeners, you might not know about this, but we have a membership program and it really invites some deeper engagement and we love getting to interact with you. So I just wanted to highlight that for you. You can become a member and there's different levels and it is so much fun on the, on the top level, Kira and I even do Q and a with, with you parents and hop on a call together and let you ask some parenting questions. There's also a level where you have not that, but you have access to a video and audio library where we talk about parenting topics in like five minutes or less. We call it future focused in five There's all the way, I mean, anything you could want in terms of levels, you can peek into that on your own. But I just want to highlight that because if you're wanting more or you want to maybe dive into some of these topics a little further, or you'd like some access to Kira and I for your parenting questions, we'd love to have you join us. You can visit our website, futurefocusedparenting.com, and just click on the membership tab to learn all about that. We hope to see you very soon. And if you are looking to make sure you don't miss an episode, be sure to follow us or subscribe. It does depend on your podcast platform, but we'd love to have you making sure that you're not missing any of the great content coming your way. And you can, of course, always follow us on social media, which we're now on all the things. So Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest at Future Focus Parenting and on Twitter at capital F, capital F underscore parenting with a capital P. That is not easy, but we're going to get better at it. So thanks so much for being here. And we look forward to bringing you a new episode next week. Raising Adults is produced by Kira Dorian and Dina Thayer and recorded partially in Kira's laundry room and partially in my coat closet. Editing by Allison Preisinger and music by Seattle band Hannah Lee. Thanks for listening. <laughs>